Yuvamot, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. Uh, there's also a link in the show, no- show notes to um, to some diagrams that we're going to need. So unless you've got a married man who dies without children, there's a mitzvah for his brother to either marry the widow through Yibom or free her to marry others through Chalitza. Although a brother's former wife is usually considered an erva, a relative that one is not allowed to marry under penalty of karet, the Torah makes an exception and permits marrying a brother's widow for purposes of Yubom. However, if the widow is also an erva to him in another way, for example, she's his daughter in the case where his brother married his daughter, which is permitted, then no exception is made. The brother's not allowed to marry her and she's free to marry others without chalitza. If, however, there's at least one brother to whom she's not an erva, then that brother has the mitzvah to perform either Yubom or chalitza. Our Mishnah discusses a case where a brother died childless and left multiple widows because, according to the Torah, you can marry more than one woman and one of them is an erva to the living brother. It teaches that not only is the erva exempt from Yibum Chalitzah, but so too are the other widows, the co-wives of the Erva. The Mishnah then lists all the different ways in which the deceased brother's widow can be an Erva to a living brother. Chamesh Esron Nashim Patrot Sarasehem, the 15 women who, because they are an Erva to the only living brother of the dead husband, exempt their co-wives from Chalitzah and Yibum. So for example, you've got dead brother Ruven left by more than one widow. There's only one brother who's alive, Shimon, and one of the widows, let's say Rachel, is an erva to him. The Mishnah teaches that not only is Rachel exempt from Chalitza and Yubom, but also all the other widows, Rachel's co-wives, they're also exempt. The source for this is the Pasuk Litzror, um, and this teaches not only is an erva exempt from Yubom, but also her rivals. Okay, so we see that, number one, the co-wives of an erva but not only that, the Sarot Saratahim in the Chalitza Yubom, they also exempt the co-wives of the co-wives from Chalitza Yubom. That is, if in addition to the first brother, to whom she is an Erva, there was a second brother to whom she was not an Erva, and he performed Yubom with her co-wife, and then he too died childless with two wives, then both his widows are also exempt from Chalitza from Yubom with the first brother, one because she was previously the co-wife of Zerva, and the other because she's now the co-wife of that co-wife. So let's look at these diagrams. So, um, diagram one. So number one, you've got Ruven, Shimon, Levi, their brothers. Ruven is married to Rachel and Leah. Rachel is an Erva to Shimon. Okay? Um... So now Ruven dies, Shimon cannot do Yibom with either Rachel or Leah because the Mishnah has taught that, you know, the, the, you know, the, the Erva is, is Pator her and also the Sarot, also her co-wives. Now, Levi, however, neither one is an Erva. So we see Levi can marry one of the co-wives, one of the wives, and he marries Leah. But he's also got another wife called Miriam. So Leah and Miriam, as we see in Diagram 2, become co-wives. Okay. Um, so, so... So that's that's what happens. Then what happens? Levi dies. Both Miriam and Leah are now not permitted to marry um, to do Yibum with Shimon because he can't do Yibum with Leah, who is his daughter's former co-wife, or with Miriam, the co-wife's co-wife. Okay, so therefore both Melea and Miriam are free to marry without Chalitza. Now this adds so far and this continues forever. So that is, let's say you've got a third brother and he performed Yibom with the co-wife of the co-wife of the Erva and then died childless with two wives. Then the co-wife of the co-wife of the co-wife of the Erva is also exempted from Chalitza and Yibom with the first brother. So let's go back to an illustration. Let's think about it. We don't have a diagram, but instead of the dead brother Ruven having only two brothers, as we saw above, Shimon and Levi, he's also now got Shimon, Levi and Yehuda. The case was exactly as we described above. Okay, so Ruven... Ruven died, um, Miriam, sorry, Ruven died, Leah and Rachel were his, his wives, okay, Rachel is an Ervat to Shimon, so she can't marry Shimon, so Leah marries Levi, Levi has Le- Le- Leah and Miriam, okay, Levi dies, okay, then now Yehuda comes along and he marries one of the, one of the, one of the wives of Levi, okay, in Yibum, and he also has another wife, he has another wife, let's call her um, Sipora. Okay, um, as a co-wife, and then he dies. Okay, he dies. So now you've got Ruven, Levi, and Yehuda all died. 
none of them, none of their co-wives, none of their wives can marry Leah, uh, can, can marry Shimon. Why? Because of the original status of the co-wife of Leah to Rachel, who's the Erva. Okay? So, so, if you have another wife, for example, and that's childless, Shimon cannot perform Yibum with, with Estelle, in, in, you know, or, or, or Sipporah, as we call her, since she's the co-wife of the co-wife of the co-wife of the Erva. Okay? And if there's a fourth brother, then he performs Yibum with the co-wife of the co-wife of the co-wife, and he too does childless with two wives. This rule goes on endlessly for as many brothers and co- groups of co-wives as there may be. Now, the Mishnah details all the 15 ways in which a woman who was married to the dead brother can be an Erva to the living brother, the Eluhen. Number one, Bito, his daughter. The first, the first three we're going to talk about are Ervas because they are descendants of the living brother. So number one, his daughter. Ovats Bito, his daughter's daughter, Ovats Bino, and his son's daughter. So that is the dead brother Ruven had been married to the living brother's daughter. So Shimon's daughter, or daughter's daughter, or son's daughter. Shimon does not perform Yibum Machalisa with the widow, since she's either his daughter or granddaughter. Similarly, does not perform Yibum Machalisa with her co wives or their co wives, etc. The next three are descendants of the living brother's wife, Ovats Ishto, his wife's daughter, Ovats Bina, the, the wife's son's daughter, Ovats Bita, and the wife's daughter's daughter. A man is not allowed to marry his wife's daughter or granddaughter, even though they're not his own daughter or granddaughter. Therefore, Reuven was married to the daughter or granddaughter of his brother Shimon's wife, and Reuven died childless. Shimon does not perform Yibum Chalitza with that widow or any other co-wife, since they are forbidden descendants of his wife. Now, the next two are ancestors of the living brother's wife, Chamoto, his wife's mother, Ve'em Chamoto, his wife's mother's mother, Ve'em Chamiv, and his wife's father's mother. So that is, the dead brother was married to the mother or grandmother of the living brother's wife. These women two are forbidden to the living brother under the Pasukun Vayikra, so therefore he can't marry them or their co-wives. Now, when two men are half-brothers from the father's side, meaning they share the same father but have different mothers, and one of them dies childless, the living half-brother is supposed to perform Yibum or Chalitza with the widow. <coughs> the next two Ervaz are women that the living half-brother cannot marry because they are related to him from his mother's side. <coughs> so, number 10, Achoto Meimo, his half-sister from his mother's side, and number 11, Achot Imo, his mother's sister. So, <clears throat> for this, we're going to use the next diagram, it's n- number four. It says he had a man with a son, Ruven, from his first wife. So you've got a man who's got a, who marries a, who has a wife, and they have a son, Ruven. <clears throat> he, Ruven, marries a woman with a daughter. So the father, sorry, so you've got the father and the mother, they have Ruven. The father then marries another woman. And then you've got, you've got, who was married to another man, and they have Miriam. So a man with a son, Reuven, from his first wife, married a woman with a daughter from her first husband. So you've got Reuven and Miriam. Together, so, so the father and the mother have a son, Shimon. Reuven and Miriam, who are not related to each other, married, and Reuven died childless. Miriam therefore falls to Shimon, who is her husband's half-brother, for Yibum. She, however, is an erva to Shimon, since they both have the same mother. Vachotima, his mother's sister... <coughs> Which is a man had two sons, Ruven from his first wife and Shimon from his second wife. Ruven married the sister of his father's second wife. Shimon cannot marry the widow since a mother's sister is an erva, as we see in number five. Now, we can go back to a case that would involve even four brothers in order to list one more erva that involves a sister. His wife's sister, that is two brothers, married two sisters, one of the brothers died. The living brother may not marry his widow because she is wife's sister. Now we return to half-brothers from the father's side. It lifts a third erva that the living half-brother cannot marry because she's related to him from his mother's side. The eshet achiv me'imo. Okay, for this we're going to use diagram, um, I think it's six. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so... 
So we have um, the wife of his father's brother from his mother's side. A man with a son, Ruven, from his first wife, married a woman with a son, Shimon, from her first husband. Together they had a son, Levi. Ruven and Levi have the same father, while Shimon and Levi have the same mother. Shimon married a woman and died, in which case there is no need for Yibum. Ruven, who was not related to Shimon, married the widow and child died childless. The widow Miriam now falls to Ruven's Levi for Yibum. She, however, is an Ervata Levi since she was once married to his half brother. Now, one more Ervada involves a brother. 14. The wife of his brother whose world he did not share. That is the wife of a brother who died before his brother was born. So, this we're going to use the next diagram. Reuven died childless. Okay, so you had Reuven. He died childless. Shimon, his brother, performed Yibom and he died childless. At some point between the deaths of Reuven and Shimon, a third brother, Levi, was born. Now, Levi would never have been allowed to perform Yibom with Reuven's widow since he and Reuven were not alive at the same time. The Torah says regarding Yibom that the brothers have to dwell together. Reuven's widow is thus an Ervata Levi since she is a brother's wife with whom he could not from Yibum. Therefore, even though she was later married Shimon, with whom Levi was alive at the same time and Shimon died childless, Levi cannot perform Yibum with her, since she was once married to Ruven, who died before he was born. Similarly, she exempts all of Shimon's other other wives as well. Um, and we're going to learn this a bit later in the next Perak. Okay? Um, and Vachalotar, number 15, his daughter-in-law. So that is, this is the last diagram, that is Shimon's son married a woman and died. Shimon's brother, Ruven, then married the widow and died childless. Shimon cannot perform Yibum with the widow, since she was once his daughter-in-law. So, recap: These women exempt the co-wives and the co-wives of the co-wives from Chalisa Yibum ad alam, and they even exempt the co-wives of the second co-wives and so on forever, for as many brothers and sisters of co-wives as there may be. The Mishnah teaches that these fifty women do not exempt their co-wives from Chalisa Yibum if they were no longer married to the deceased brother at the time he died. However, with regards to all these fifty women, im may too if they died before the husband or me. And no, or they performed miun and thereby annulled their marriage to him before he died. So, according to biblical law, a father may give his underage daughter in marriage. In the case of an orphan, the sages gave this right to a mother or brothers. In addition, if a father gave his underage daughter, daughter in marriage and the husband divorced her or died before she reached, reached maturity, the sages allowed her to marry someone else without the father's consent. Since the marriage in these last two cases are valid only by rabbinic law and they involve underage girls, the rabbis did not require a regular divorce in order to end them. Rather, the girl may the marriage at any time before she becomes of age by declaring in the court that she refuses to continue the marriage. This is known as Meon. So, in all these 50 women, if they die before the husband or they perform Meon before he died, or Nitz Garasha, or if they were divorced by him before he died, or Sheu Ailoniot, or they were found to buy Ailoniot before they died, that is, they were found to have certain physical characteristics that they show you that they can never have children and their marriage was therefore annulled. In all these cases, their co-wives, to whom the dead man was still married at the time of his death, are permitted to the living brother, since at the time of the husband's death he was not married to the erva. So an erva exempts her co-wife only if they become widowed together. Since the living brother cannot perform Yibom with one of them, he cannot do so with, with the other one either. But if the erva was not no longer married to the deceased brother at the time he died, she does not exempt the re- remaining widow. The living brother can therefore perform Yibom with one of the remaining wives. The Mishnah points out that for some of the 15 women listed in our Mishnah, there are not so many ways in which the marriage to the deceased brother could have ended before he died. However, you cannot say regarding his wife's mother, over Aim Hamata, or his wife's mother's mother, over Aim 
Chamev or his wife's father's mother, Shenimsu Ailoniot, that they were found to be Ailoniot because an Ailonite cannot have children. So if she couldn't have children, then, you know, the living brother could not be married to her daughter or granddaughter. Or Shemeonot, nor can you say that they perform Mayon with the deceased brother before he died. That is because a woman can perform Mayon only before she reaches maturity. And since a woman can have children only after she reaches maturity, it cannot be that her daughter married the living brother while she herself was still married to the deceased brother. Um, to exempt a co-wife, a woman must be in her vast to the surviving brother while she was married to the brother who died. Thus, she could not have been young enough to refuse the brother who died and also be the mother-in-law of the living brother. Mishnah bets. This Mishnah will now expand on the laws discussed in the previous Mishnah. It begins by describing the case in which an erva exempts a co-wife from Khalitsa or Yibum. What is the case in which these 15 women exempt their co-wives from Khalitsa or Yibum as the previous Mishnah taught? So let's say a man's daughter or any of these other women who are in Erva was married to his brother and this brother has another wife and he died just as a wife, man's daughter is exempt from Khalitsa or Yibum since she is in Erva to him so too her co-wife is exempted. The Mishnah describes the case in which the co-wife of the co-wife of the erva is exempted from Yibum Khalisa. This occurs where there are two surviving brothers and one of them is the father of the erva. He cannot perform Yibum Khalisa with his daughter or co-wife, but the second brother is obligated to do so. So let's say a daughter's co-wife went to marry the second brother. That is, the second surviving brother performed Yibum with her. And the second brother has another wife as well. Okay, so once a man performs Yibum with his brother's widow, she too becomes his regular wife. Thus, his original wife and the wife he acquired through Yibum now become co-wives. Vamet, then he too died childless without children, leaving these two widows to the first brother, Kashim Shesarat Bitopatura, just as his daughter's co-wife is exempt from Khalid Yibum with him because she became forbidden to him as an Erva when the original brother died and he was not allowed to perform Yibum with her. Kach Sarat Saratapatura, so to the co-wife of the co-wife is exempted. Now we're going to expand on the previous Mishnah statement that this continues forever. Afilu hen mea. Even if there are a hundred brothers and the co-wife of the co-wife of the daughter married one of them and he had another wife and he then died child without children, then both widows are forbidden to this daughter's father and so on forever. The Mishnah, we explained, you know, we kind of dealt with this in the first Mishnah, but this Mishnah is kind of spelling it out. This Mishnah, the Mishnah describes the case in which the Erevah was no longer married to the deceased man when he died, so that she does not exempt a co-wife from Yibum Mutarat. What is the case in the previous Mishnah, where if one of the 15 women died, the co-wives are permitted to the brother for Yibum? It's as follows. If his daughter, or any one of these other women who are in Erva, was married to his brother, and his brother also had another wife, and his daughter then died, or was divorced, thereby ending the marriage, and then his brother died, then the daughter's former co-wife is permitted misses him for Yibum. Since the Erva was no longer married to the brother when he died, he, so he, she does not exempt a co-wife. The Mishnah addresses a case that was not discussed in the previous Mishnah. We learned that if there's an underage girl was given in marriage by her mother or brothers, she can simply refuse to stay married to her husband and thereby annul the marriage. The Mishnah continues, And any of these Ervas who could have performed Meun and thereby cancelled the marriage to the deceased brother before he died, that is, the Erva wife had not yet reached maturity when her husband died, but she did not perform Meun and was still married to him when, the di- when he died does not completely exempt her co-wife. Rather, her co-wife must perform chalitza with the surviving brother, but may not be taken yubum in him by him. Since biblical law does not recognize her marriage to the deceased brother, okay, because um, Mayon only works because it was never it was never a valid marriage on a biblical level. 
So, so since biblical law does not recognize a marriage on the, to the deceased brother, on the biblical level, the co-wife was the only wife. Therefore, on the biblical level, the living brother must either marry her or perform chalisa, so she is free to marry others. However, since the rabbis do recognize this marriage, they said that he should not do yibum, since it looks like he's committed a sin of marrying his Arava's co-wife. He must therefore perform chalisa in order to free her to marry others. Have a great day.